0: From the City Morning Herald, Adam Penghillie, good morning.
1: Morning, Gerrit. Morning, boys. I think Clarkie's almost ready to come out of retirement, given the passion of oh, I love it. It's, it's mm, take that back,
2: buddy. I'll take that back. Oh, there's none of that. And it's always easier, mate, when you're sitting here in the air-conditioned room as well, watching on TV going, oh, I had to miss that. That was a volley. <laughs> you would have got double figures in the second innings. Second innings, I probably would have got a globe. First innings, first innings I reckon I had 30 in me. I, I yeah. reckon he wouldn't have reverse swept. I definitely wouldn't have reverse swept. I, I de- Kerry I'll, got out twice reverse yes, swept. I don't think I would have played a sweep shot. <laughs> oh. I reckon 31st dig, duck second dig for me. What do they do, Adam? <laughs> what are they going uh, to do for the next I test? Think they're
1: in all sorts, laws. I think they're in absolute all sorts. And it goes back, Clarky, to what we were saying last week. Why were these guys playing BBL 10, yeah. 12 days ago and not getting over there to India and practicing? either yeah. in the nets or playing a practice game to get used to the Indian conditions. Let's, let's yeah, we, be honest. We like, had North because...
2: Sydney, mate. We had North Sydney. Oh, yeah, oh, North gosh.
1: Sydney. Was close. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, this is probably the last time, the last time the likes of David Warnock, Steve Smith, uh, Mitchell Stark, Josh Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon, Pat Cummins will get a chance to win in India. This will be the last time. Yep. And from what we've seen so far, they've made a big mess of it. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll be better for the second test because oh, they've got to look at these first tests. Like, there's their tour game. So yep. don't be surprised if we do come out and bat better and bowl better because we've seen conditions. And the myth around, oh, we've been here a million times. Well, you've been there a million times for 2020 cricket. Very, <laughs> yeah. very different to test cricket.
1: Yep, yep. So, I don't know. I just reckon they've made a massive blue with their preparation and they've got a lot of work to do to come back from this now. It's it's, it's an absolute mountain of climb to try and come back from 1-0 down in India. It's almost impossible, really.
2: Well, Delhi. Our record in well, India's record in Delhi is phenomenal. It's like we we brag about our record at the Gabba. Mm. India's record 1987. Viv Richards, West Indies, the last team that beat them there. Yeah, if we can uh, if we can find a way to win there, that will be magnificent. Uh, Very
0: eventful day in racing, but I just want to ask Mm. you firstly, Adam, uh, your story on the front and back page of the City Morning Herald today under the headline on the back page, newspaper exec asked to end Real stalemate. So we're trying to get this CBA sorted. And uh, what's this all about?
1: Yeah, there's a new man who's a lead negotiator, Jared, or facilitator, if i want to put it in those terms, Brett Clegg, who's had a, a pretty decorated career working for plenty of media companies, including News Corporation and, and the old Fairfax Media, who I've been told to come in to facilitate the negotiations at the moment. So he's sitting in between the NRL and the Rugby League Players Association. He's been doing that work for the best part of, or at least a month or two now, and probably filling in the role that Hugh Marks was doing last year, Jared, for a while before he had to sort of take leave to concentrate on his business interests. So, obviously, I think um, Brett Clegg's helped the, the both parties make some progress over the course of the last couple of weeks, in particular late last week, but they need to resume those negotiations this week. And I don't want to harp on about it too much, Gerard, because I know it's extremely boring for your listeners, but let's just hope we can get closer to some sort of resolution this week. What
2: about James Cummings on the weekend with an NMO oh. and in secret, Adam?
1: What a day, was what a day, and throw in the two blue diamond prelude winners down there in Dang. Melbourne too. Just an enormous day for and Well, firstly, we'll touch on Animo. Um, that was just a professional effort. It was a professional effort, wasn't it, Liz. Was. He just he, he's got this ability just to put himself in the right spot all the time. Um, and we, we get a lot of these wait for age races, particularly in Australia, which aren't run at the great speed. They're pretty moderate and muddling affairs. And when you've got ability to jump from the barriers and sort of stalk the speed, or at least settle in the first half of the field, with his turn of foot, you're probably going to win more races than not. And again, there on the weekends, the margin wasn't huge, but just a perfect ride by James O'Donnell, putting him in the right spot. And his turn of foot got him out of trouble. So he's back with a bang, ready for a huge campaign from him. The last time we'll see him in Australia, he was great. I thought Chris Wallace, two mares, Hinge and Fango were good. Even Mulunga was good from the back there. But you can just take nothing away from Animo. He was fantastic. And same with in secret. And I suppose at some stage there, you thought, oh, she's going to be a bit of trouble here. But again, a turn of foot got her out of trouble and just sliced along the inside there for Brenton Abdullah. So just a massive day for Godolphin, uh, highlighted by winning uh, two of the main feature races there at Randwick on the weekends.
0: It was a dramatic English millennium, to say the least. Uh, and uh, thankfully, Tom Marquand, it looks like, uh, not too serious. His injuries in the end. Dorothy Gale, the filly, was okay after. Well, a remorseful Josh Parr copped 20 meetings uh, for his ride in that race, but learning to fly uh, for Annabel Nisham. Gee, Annabel, what a uh, what a what a turn of emotions for her uh, as she sprinted down the track to check on jockey and filly, but uh, as her other filly ended up well tightening
1: its grip on favouritism for the slipper. Yeah, I reckon it says a lot about Annabelle, doesn't it, Jerry? The fact that she, she just won a $2 million race, but her first instinct was to run down the track and, and check on her friend, and jockey, Tom Markle, and then also check on the, the welfare of her horse. So just a roller coaster of emotions for her. Just first of all, on, on the winner, learning to fly. Well, it's easy to understand why she's a golds of favourite, because she said another string to her bow there on the weekend. On, on day boom in the trials, was seen to take up position and be really sharp. But with that wide gate, I think Chad Schofield and Annabelle made the call Okay, let's ride this Philly conservatively. Let's not gas her. We've got our main target in five or six weeks. And again, she showed a really nice burst of acceleration. And from that gate, she had plenty of excuses to get beat, given how much of a start she spotted. them. But she's a real line finder. And I expect her to maintain gold for the favouritism at least for the next three or four weeks and probably start with the favourite on on, on race day as well. Uh, Of the beaten brigade, I thought Blanc de Blanc was great. My tip, Lazargo probably got stuck in that inferior ground towards the inside, but I think was beaten by a better Philly regardless I thought that horse, Gambere, that was coming out of Canberra Maiden was fantastic. And we'll just touch on the drama of the race, Jared first. Uh, secondly, sorry, is, is obviously that fall with Dorothy Gale. What I will say is that I thought Josh Parr handled himself really, really well after the race. He put his hand up, said he made a horrible mistake, and he copped his suspension straight away. So I think a lot of people can learn from Josh Parr's actions post-race there on the weekend. Thankfully for Tom Markwins, there's no serious injury, as you touched on. He obviously was monitored to concussion in hospital on Saturday night, but no break. So that's really good news for him. Let's hope we can see him back in the saddle in the not-too-distant future.
2: What about the Piero plate? We all thought um, the favourite, Don Corleone, was a special and upset by Cafe Millennium from the Johnny O'Shea stable. What's the plan for him moving forward?
1: Oh, he'll have to tackle one of these. Gold to the Lead ups was for sure. Now, like um, that, that was an amazing win there in the weekend. I was watching a couple of replays again last night, and he, he was dead set struggling to keep up mid race. Like he was, he was almost attached to a, a, a long last, and probably three or four lengths behind the second last. He's a big horse. horse too, isn't he? Oh, unbelievable, was isn't he? He's really ranged thing. And, and to be fair, they're going pretty fast. And the, 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 the leader Chevron knocked up really badly. It was a really fast, fast run race. But his acceleration in the last 200 minutes, he's a a strong horse, so I don't know what John's got on his hands here, but he's a horse that's going to be, if he makes it towards the slipper, going to be one of the last ones standing, you think we get—we get a brutal slipper. So, huge win from him. Don Corleone, probably a little bit disappointing, it must be said. Again, as the day progressed, we probably thought he might have been on that inferior ground back towards the inside. I, I wouldn't be too quick to sack him, but we want to see something from him before the slipper again, just having high up in calculations, but... No doubt, Cafe Millenniums, the horses come from left field and might be one to follow in the next few weeks.
0: Drama in the oar. The Group 1 there <sighs> at Sandown. Gentleman Roy shifted out, bumped Jack and o. Protest Lodge result ended up being overturned. What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, I had no issues with the decision, Jared. if I'm being fair. I watched on the lateral, on the side on angle on race day and again on the replay, and I thought, oh, I don't know if there's too much in that. But then when you watch the head on, it's clear that Gentleman Roy under the riding from Mark Zara does, I suppose, hanging out a fair bit and makes contact with Jack no. The margin was only a narrow margin. I think Damien Lane was definitely hampered there for a few strides, trying to ride out his horse. So, I, Listen, I could probably live with the decision either way, but I have no issues with Stewart's deciding to overturn that. So obviously it's a valuable Group 1 for a three-year-old stallion. who's going to have a, a very lucrative stud career. He's won a Group 1 in the autumn as well. And I'm quite happy with the call. So, yeah, play on. I think it was a fair enough call, and we, are, we move on with Jack O'Neill winning the All Stakes there on the weekend. Have a great
0: day, mate. Thank you.
1: See you, boys. Enjoy the Super Bowl.